Shalom, this is Rabbi Paul Saul from Congregation Shuv Israel in West Hartford, Connecticut. And today I'd like to share with you a little bit about Parsha Vayera. The life of Moses can be seen as three distinct movements, 40 years each. First, Moses spends 40 years thinking he's somebody. He's fallen by providence into the royal court of Pharaoh. He's raised as a prince of Egypt, while his people the Jewish people, suffer unbeknown to him. In the second act, he discovers that he's nobody. In a rather extended midlife crisis, he winds up down and out, tending sheep in the wilderness among the tribes of Midian. But it's in the third 40 years of Moses' life that he discovers what the Holy One can do with somebody who accepts that he's nobody. Parsha Vayera begins as Shemot ended, with Moses returning to the presence of Hashem, pleading rather petulantly. Moses was sent to Pharaoh to demand the release of the Israelite slaves, but instead of releasing them, Pharaoh takes away their straw for brick-making, and they are absolutely outraged. Moses asks the Holy One how he might expect Pharaoh to listen to him, even when the children of Israel seem totally uninterested in his leadership. Moses goes so far as to accuse God of being unfaithful, he says, My Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why have you sent me? From the time I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he did evil to his people, but you did not rescue your people. So what appears to be an absolutely audacious indictment of the Holy One may just be indicative of the intended maturation of Moses. But most normal measurements of success, Moses seems to be on a continual downhill spiral. He's gone from prince to outlaw, to sheep farmer, to dissident, to rejected and dejected labor leader. But something unique is happening in Moses. Instead of fleeing Egypt forever, Moses returns to the presence of Israel's God to plead the case of a people that he has oddly identified with since his youth. Upon originally returning to Egypt to confront Pharaoh, Moses' wife, Zipporah, circumcises their sons with a flint knife, a material act of identification into the covenant between God and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This timely interruption to the narrative suggests that Moses no longer sees himself as an appointed deliverer from outside the community of faith, rather as a fully enfranchised member of the family of Israel. In other words, Moses has come to recognize and appreciate his heritage and his task. What follows is a rebuke and an encouragement from Hashem that are in some ways indistinguishable from each other. God spoke to Moses saying, I am Hashem. I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai. But with my name, Hashem, yud heh vav -Heh, I did not make myself known to them. So prior to calling Moses into service, as the Torah informs us, God remembered the covenant with the patriarchs. But now the disclosure of the divine name establishes the covenant with Moses as part of the natural progression of the patriarchal covenant. Moses and Israel are entering into their inheritance together. Hashem then promises the land of Canaan will be part of the inheritance 
It will be Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. Then, after stating his intention to liberate Israel and take them for his people, the Lord declares again concerning the land, and I shall give it to you as a heritage, Morashah. The Hebrew term Morashah, or heritage, appears twice in the Torah. It's mentioned in relation to the land of Israel, and later in Devarim, in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 4, in connection with the giving of Torah. The term Morashah, heritage, is used in two places to teach us that the heritage represented by the land of Israel can remain ours only if we commit ourselves to the keeping of the Torah. In the same way that Moses, the liberator, lawgiver, and teacher needed to mature into his heritage as a fully enfranchised member of Hashem's holy nation, so we, the sons and daughters of Israel, must also mature into our heritage as well. The promises of Marashah Land and Torah are inseparable. The thrice-daily Alenu declares that our inheritance is our task. We are called to be a light to the nations, to draw all people to the service of the one true God. This is our heritage. This is our call. And it cannot be measured by any of the normal standards. I hope you enjoyed these few moments of Torah and if you want to get more commentaries similar to this, please just log on to umjc.org. We look forward to speaking with you. Shalom.